Christy already maxed the mic out, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it's already hit red. Making this a nightmare for you and only you. <laughs> <laughs> You alright? I'm just so like old and fat. Yeah, I'm feeling that just now. <sighs> I, I mean, f- I'm the skinniest I've been in a wee while because I've been working out a lot, but nice. um, I'm still feeling like not quite comfortable. Not right comfortable. Now. I think it's because also like the the weather's changed and it's like hotter. So like you know what I'm like? I wake up and I'm already dripping, dripping. So I'm just like uncomfortable, like because mm, I'm like. It. I'm overweight, so it's like I have more to move than I'm used to for the past like twenty seven years. I'm gonna blame twenty eight and twenty nine for getting fat. So past twenty seven years there's more to move. And then it's also hot again. So I'm like <clears throat> uncomfortable and sweaty and just muggy and it's it's like a different climate inside of my skin. Like the climate outside for Scotland, like right now it's hot as shit, but my god it is fucking pouring down rain is it raining it's pissing <gasps> i didn't bring a jacket <laughs> well not a waterproof one anyway Aye. <laughs> eh? you need a charger <laughs> my wife's interrupting uh, of course my dear uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh i can't believe it's raining so heavy do you know what'll be good though like in a couple of days is i will be comfortable again I bought a sweatsuit. <laughs> I'm going to be the most comfortable. Matching joggies and jumper. Let's go. What is a sweatsuit? So, like, you know, like a trackie. I've heard of it. So, it's just a track suit, but it's made from sweats. So is this is this sweat? Sweat. Sweater, yes. Your sweater. So, is this a sweatsuit? Yeah. Well, is it the same thing? No, of course not. Well, that's what I mean. I bought a matching one. Oh. See, one's from Sainsbury's and one is from... Primark nice. or Primark, depending on what place. Primarney. What? what? Primarney. Primarney? Yeah. What's that? It's like Armani, but. <laughs> Pradamark. 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 How do you say it? How, if you were to just say it, how would you say it? Uh, Primark. Primark? Yeah. I definitely say Primark. I said Primark there to be like, I'm pretty sure it said Primark. I'm cultured. Because. <laughs> You don't say primary, you say primary. So obviously it's Primark, but I'm like conditioned in my brain to just say Primark. I get it. I think I think I it's can't like, turn it off. I think we spoke about this previously, like the letter. Yeah, we talk about Primark a lot. No, the letter J. Uh-huh. What do you call it? Hmm. Different context. Depends on the context. If I'm doing the alphabet with my child, it would be J. Yeah, I say J most of the time. But sometimes when I'm saying like if I'm spelling my name, so I need to spell my name a lot because we've covered this. If I say it, people fucking don't spell it right. So if I'm having to spell Jameson, Jameson, I'll say J. Because most people don't respond to Jai. You say Jai to them when you're spelling, they go, huh? Yeah, what? that's where I'm at. And it's like, bro? I obviously cut the hair of a lot of posh cunts in the West End. So <laughs> they don't know what Jai is. <laughs> so I have to say J. And that is actually J, not Jai. Jai. But Jai just like, for a Scottish Glaswegian, because that's where Glasgow is, Jai just rolls off the tongue a little bit nicer. It does, it's easier, Jai. Jai feels so much nicer. It just, it takes you back to being like a kid again. I've heard myself in like the same story say Jai D and JD. 
like I don't understand where my brain goes at times but I'm just like Oh, I got this thing from JD. Honestly, like that JD sale is so good. It's popping. And I'm like, what? I've just said the same letter, but different. But it's like it's like people saying like Caribbean, Caribbean. The next sentence will say the Caribbean, because it's the context. I had a guy in my chair this week right. who told me things about the Caribbean, and I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not fucking stupid. I'm just poor. I'll never <laughs> get there. And he's like, no, there's two islands in in the Caribbean, the Saint Barts and the Saint Martins. And I was like, can't I know? Is there? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have known that. I watch travel things. I know I'm cultured. <laughs> I didn't go geography. You know, I watch Scottish know Passport with the big ginger guy. He used to be on STV. No, that was class. It was basically just like guys showing you like package holidays. It was on after the news before Coronation Street. <laughs> <laughs> you were just so desperately waiting around for Coronation Street to start. And he sat through this shape, but fucking Connie's on next man. Can he wait? I love Coronation man, Street. Man, no. How's it still on? I don't. Do understand. you watch soaps? No. Anyway, by the way, this is episode. 61 of Dead and Friends Podcast, the podcast with two dudes who know nothing but talk about everything. My name is Craig Jemison. His I'm name Gary is Gordon. You can find us on the places, on the streamings, on the videos, on the socials. Just look up Dead and Friends Podcast. Make sure you put podcasts on it because if you look up Dead and Friends, you will get sent to a Them Crooked Vultures song. <laughs> True. Uh, no, I don't watch the soaps. Um, I just... I spent too long at my mum and dad's house and they just watched Coronation Street and Emmerdale all the all time. time. I love them, but turn that off. <laughs> like, I it's used to... mind them. I like, used to watch EastEnders, like, religiously with my mum. Because, my, like, my mum didn't really do soaps, but if it was on the BBC, she watched it. Because my mum was quite... My mum's like, mum, she doesn't really listen to this that much anymore, but mum, you're snobby as fuck. She didn't really like, like, STV because I had adverts oh, in it. God forbid it was on Channel 5. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> So it was like the soaps that my mum would watch would be like EastEnders and was it Holby City? Was that on BBC? Holby City and Casualty were <coughs> on BBC. And then River City, obviously, because it's just possibly the worst thing that's ever been on Cut TV. Cut the hair one of the writers for River City. Oh, claim to fame. He's a good lad. I like him a lot. <laughs> Shout out that one guy. Greg, <laughs> he listens to this. <laughs> the soaps are a fucking anomaly, dude, man. I've never understood it, but like. You just, you watch it. It's like reading the paper. You read the paper. A lot of people will read the paper as, like, fact. And mm. they, they get, what they get from the paper is, the, is life, is what's happening in the world. But it's not. It's all a spin. It's all a fucking story to sell papers. Soaps are the exact same. And I feel like people who watch are a lot of people, I'm not going to say all of them, a lot of people who watch soaps treat it like it's real life. Because, like, I've spoken to people before who will refer to people from soaps like they know them. So they'll wow. be like, oh, I don't know, but I don't know if you heard about Jean this week. You know, she was in that fucking car crash and then her house burnt down. I'm like, who the fuck is Jean? Why is she having such a bad week? How, how is one person going through so much in 20 minutes? But no, it's for Corey. I've never met anyone like that. Thankfully, my Reality social circles are... Um, bit more highbrow oh, I, sh- I strictly <laughs> hang out with 60 year old bingo players perfect i mean that's the type that's a vibe uh, a vibe i need to hear about what's happening in, in the real world i'm not living in the real world i'm living in the fucking matrix or whatever they're living in the real world real world dude tell me about what's going on with fucking boris johnson and then fucking rosie that fell down the stairs in emmerdale like i can't tell me what's going on so i can then immediately forget it because i don't remember anything 
Yeah, I wouldn't remember that. <laughs> Brain's just full of real important things. Not got time for that. <laughs> I just... Uh, I don't understand it. Like, like take Coronation Street, for example. Right, so I, I know some shit about fucking Coronation Street, you know? Because mm-hmm. I've watched it. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. But last year, I remember that there was a... There was a storyline in Coronation Street where um, there was, like, a sinkhole. <laughs> right. Like, underneath the factory or some bullshit like that. And I'm like, sorry, what? <laughs> sorry, w- sorry. Where? What? <laughs> You're telling me that now there's a hole in the road <laughs> and people just keep falling in or whatever? <laughs> and then someone died because they drowned? Because they were too old to swim? And in I the same like, episode? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just. It so was like draw. It was long and drawn out. There was more to it than that. But yeah, I was just like, like that. That dude drowned for forty-five minutes. But it's been on since the sixties, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's nuts, right? Like that's <laughs> absolutely nuts. Yes. How are they still? I'd love to go back and watch the first ones. And just see and how see what like, they were actually talking about. It was so normal. Like it was just people going to the pub. Do you know what I mean? It was just people yeah. living out like normal lives with a bit of like, oh, he said, she said. Just like a yeah. bit of bitching and stuff, and now it's actually about like, no, that person is a fucking serial killer. But at the same time, they've got like a really loving family, and then, but then they're still trying to sell their fucking newspapers as a paper boy, even though they're forty-seven years old. <sighs> I'd watch that episode. It does sound quite entertaining. Maybe I should be writing for soaps. Maybe we should be start yeah. watching soaps. Like, heads up, phone the line that we don't have. Oh, oh, eight hundred double oh, ten dead end friends. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, <laughs> but no, soaps are dumb. Yeah, they, but, but yeah, they are. They're really, really fucking stupid, but also incredibly fun because it never makes any goddamn sense. Because soaps, soaps is the old people version of us watching wrestling. Because wrestling is soaps with oily men fighting in the middle. Yeah, I heard someone describe wrestling as redneck anime. <laughs> I was kind of like that makes perfect sense that makes more sense to me than anything else but then again anime is literally just a soap but with a lot more jiggle physics in it like <laughs> <laughs> it makes perfect sense his background's moving like fucking it's 50 mil an hour nuts redneck anime wow Wow, I need That's to buy that one we'll, away. We've, we've all got our hang, haven't we? Yeah, dude. What's your hang? What's your hang? I don't fucking know nowadays. I just fucking do whatever. Oh, my God. Oh, do you want to know something, like, magnificent? Right. If you're describing something as magnificent, obviously I want to know. So, we've talked about this since, like, day one of doing this podcast about how the both of us are, like, in dire need of some, like, real therapy. Mm-hmm. So, I have found out that I am getting, like, health insurance through my new job nice and the health insurance covers therapy nice so you know your boy who's got his sixth sixth month like probation sign off thing tomorrow nice. the day this episode comes out that day <laughs> i will be fucking signing right up for that therapy unless you get fired that would be a bummer I mean, I'll definitely need therapy after that. <laughs> definitely need therapy after that. So, you heard it here first. One of us 
out of the 61 episodes where we have had and we've talked about every episode how we need therapy one of us is finally fucking doing it and i cannot wait to cry over and over and over again Hmm. so i started actually thinking about it i was like because i was like as soon as i found out like fuck i actually can get therapy through this this will be fucking sick something that i really want to do my mum's been encouraging me to do it something that i've kind of wanted to do for a couple of years now and i just never really got around to it shit gets in the way life gets in the way it's just like uh, i'll do it at some point and now that it's like here i have the opportunity to do it and i have the resources to do it i'm like fuck i need to actually do it yeah one of the things i think puts me off actually doing it is where do you start i like i don't i like I know in my brain that there's things I'd like to talk about, like, with a person who knows things. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, mm, which which part am I going to give you today? I think that's the, the, the but that's like kind of up to the person on the other end, isn't it? Is they, they, they understand the ways of unpacking each part. That's true. So it's what it's kind of what bubbles to the surface first, and then they'll focus on that, and then what comes after that, and then they'll focus on that. Like it's just kind of dragging it all out until and I, you're completely clean in the soul. I'm gonna know? be spent, cleansed, like spent. Like I'm like I'm I'm nervous, obviously, but like it's, the fact that it's just gonna be like a complete fucking rando who's an actual professional, and you just know there's like there's no ramifications, there's no comeback from it. Nobody's gonna. Like, because the one thing that you always worry about when you're talking about the things that you keep inside and the things that you don't really talk about is you're always worried about how that person you tell will think about you after you've told them. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're speaking to, like, friends or loved ones and you can, like, not divulge too much, but you definitely say a thing that you didn't mean to say because you're just, like, rambling. Because I know I'm good at that. I'm yeah. Classic oversharer. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I just like instantly. I'm like, and then this happened, and then actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this thing here <laughs> is stupid. But you know what that makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> like you just get so sucked into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't help but like just have that bit of verbal like diarrhea, you know, and you just you blah, just blah, let blah, it all, all out. out, and then you don't really know. Like you, you do, you start kind of like after you've said it there's a wee voice in the back of your head that's like they think about that all the time they're mm-hmm. they're thinking so many different mm-hmm. things about you that they weren't thinking about before but now they are so now they look at you weird and you need to like fix your walk when you're walking in front of them because they think you're walking funny and shit and then you're in the pub and they buy you a drink like one drink too many and you're just kind of like you're thinking things <laughs> like why are you being that nice you've never bought me a drink before why are you doing this you know, and then you start you start overthinking every little moment, and then in turn, in like six months' time, you're gonna have that same conversation, but you're gonna have to add that bit in, yeah, with the same person and fill it out a wee bit more. Oh god! So now I don't have to, I'm not gonna have to worry about that anymore because I'm gonna get it out. What are we gonna talk about on this? A trained professional. Oh man, you're ruining this podcast. All the other things that I've fucking moan and bitch about that'll still be there, but the actual things that are tucked away in the fucking root of my mind that don't come out they're all getting stripped out but then but the other thing is is the one thing that i'm like desperate to get out of therapy obviously not going in with any expectations because i can't go in with any expectations because i don't know what it's going to be about i don't know what it's going to be like but something that i would really like to get out of going to therapy sessions is being able to like vocalize some of those things in the correct way because i've had this conversation with emma before like emma obviously knows 
but all the shit that's in the root of my mind. But every time I talk about it, I immediately... I'll either just start crying or I'll just get, like, irrationally angry about it. And then you can't you can't actually you can't form a proper it. sentence because you're just, like, raging about it. You're I just so that, mad and you're so emotional and you're so, yeah. like, riled up. But obviously, like, my mum made a good point because I was telling my mum about this and she made a good point and she said, when you go to therapy and they want you to talk about these things, you still feel like that. It will still come out like that. Absolutely. But and then the other thing she said was it'll come out like that, but and then they'll be able to help you then deal with that and talk you through how to actually verbalise it, internalise it, and then hopefully deal with it at some point. Yeah. Like they're de- like whoever it is that I meet, they're definitely gonna tell me some shit that I don't want to hear. And I already know what it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like I need to hear oh, it. Yeah. I need to hear it's it from coming. a professional. So then I have to be like, right, I need to act on this. Because if I was to tell you, you'd be like, shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. You know, like, it's just who we are as people. Yeah. I think, like, everyone, not just like me and you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that we all know, you know. Mm-hmm. Luna got a crown, right? Because she has a princess. Because she has a princess. She she was at our wee group tonight and they got, like, toy crowns. But the gems keep falling off every so often. So every so often there's just a random like rattle <laughs> and it's just another gem falling off. <laughs> it's fucking primate. It's funny though. Um, but yeah, like we all definitely know what's going on with us. I think therapy in, in the long run is not telling you something you don't already know. It's telling you the solution. And I think that's what's important about it. Mm-hmm. And it's not talking... It's not talking about something you've never spoken about before because the reality is you've probably spoken about the thing that gets you like a hundred times over with God knows how many people, but you've not really thought about it that way. Mm. And it's like the the therapist is there to be like, it's not a magic cure, but it's going to help. Yeah. So how about we do this? Yeah. And I think that's quite nice. I yeah. think that's a nice way to look at it. It's not really like you're not unpacking things you're just finding out how to fix it yeah you know? there's you like you're saying there is no like there is no cure for it it's not something that like will go away but hopefully there will be a point where i'll be able to think about the things or talk about the things without the emotion and without yeah the anger it's like almost bubbling like over you are turning off all those little switches <clears throat> where you like or connecting it more on a circuit, you know, like mm-hmm, yeah, because yeah. like that. No, maybe not. Maybe can like maybe therapy is the circuit breaker. Maybe this is what I'm trying to get to, like because you know fine well that as soon as you start talking about it, you're going to end up angry. Like mm-hmm. that's just the cycle of mm-hmm. it all. So maybe now what's happening is therapy's coming in and putting a blocker in and being like, nah, we don't need to get that far. Yeah, yeah. The circuit does not need to be complete. It's a diversion. Yeah. Let's put it somewhere else. Put it somewhere else. Bottle it up. That'll be... <laughs> <laughs> Just bottle it up, man. You'll be all right. <laughs> Can you I imagine got... if you went to like a professional therapist like, you ever just tried no talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> There's actually... Have you ever seen that... Fuck, what's that uh, TV show? Afterlife with Ricky Gervais? Nah. So, there's he goes to see a therapist 
and that's what the cunt is like in it and it is so funny man just smile more you'll be okay <laughs> go outside it's Take just like walk, exercise he, it's literally just like you ever thought about just not fucking caring about your problems it's just that like so fucking casual about it it's dead funny man i fucking wish bro i wish <laughs> that was a part of like my brain even if i try to not think about something the only thing i'm thinking about is that <laughs> guaranteed guaranteed that's why i just I, that's why i just love like instagram and like celebrity culture because they that's all they do is they just tell you not to like think about or worry about your problems like your, your problems aren't that significant like you really don't have to worry about it like yeah you're in crippling debt yeah you're on the verge of being homeless but like hey you ever just tried not caring yeah and like like hakuna matata man if you if you stop buying avocado toast and a silly little coffee every day you could buy a house and you know that's that's the root of all your problems <laughs> see if you just worked harder have you ever thought about getting a better paying job? You ever thought about getting a fourth job? Mm. You ever just thought about, like, not sleeping? That's the issue. No one wants to work nowadays, you know? Oh, Fuck it's just, you, Kim Kardashian. This fucking, fucking generation, this anus. fucking, just this fucking generation of kids nowadays that just don't want to work. Yeah, that's right. We don't want to fucking work for nothing, bro. You're right. We're not going to work for you. You're not going to pay. What you doing? What you doing? What you doing? At least back in the day, when you weren't paying people that much, yeah, in the sixties and stuff, at least you didn't have to worry about like health and safety and stuff. Your job was fun because you could just like dive off the top of scaffolding and shit. See, nowadays you don't even have that. You don't get paid, and you don't get to have any fun. Like they don't have any staples in the offices half the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, just let us stab each other. At least it'll be fun. Is that a real thing? No, I imagine there are some places though. Yeah. Like, oh, Jerry got a paper cut uh, last week, so it means that we're all actually going to be moving on to paperless invoices <laughs> from now on uh, because Jerry nearly cut his finger off. It's like, eh, nah, tell Jerry to not be a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, Jerry pays taxes. Who's getting a fucking paper cut? <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, so signing up for fucking therapy. I'm Cody. I'm Cody. I'm Thanks, pr- man. I'm I fucking I move. <laughs> I fucking move, dude. I fucking move. I don't know what happened there, but I am. You actually had a stroke. I am proud of you. Thanks, dude. Is what I'm trying to say. Because it's a big step. Unless you get fired tomorrow, and then that's really going to suck. <laughs> well. The good thing is, I definitely know it won't be tomorrow that I get fired because everybody is off all week. Huh. It's very, very quiet due to, like, I don't know, one of the lizard people's, like, it's their birthday or something, man. I'm fucking. Oh, uh, the, the jubbly. Oh my. Oh. I need to sharpen my knives. Yeah. They're very blunt. Do you know how to sharpen them? Have you got a sharpener? I have a sharpener. Nice. That's a pencil sharpener. <laughs> it's a little toad that I put it in, I just. Oh, you're kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay, I was getting mad. You know, you can use, you know, you can use the back of a plate. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I do that. that in the house sometimes. We don't have an actual sharpener. I've got one of those, like, it looks like a sword. Ooh. Shing, 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 yeah, shing, shing, it's shing. sick as fuck. I never use it, but I have one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw that, like, tip from a guy I follow on Instagram. 
like they use in the back of a plate. It's cool, isn't it? Is it like Sydney? Oh, Sydney Raz. Sydney Raz. Yeah, I was showing you before I was thirty. Oh, I, I love, love that, that dude. Like he's some so stuff, wholesome. Some of the stuff he puts in is fucking brilliant. Man. I can't wait to see his house when he's finished, like renovating it. Was oh, that what he's doing? Yeah, he's like remodeling the entire thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so they bought it. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. You like really invested in this like random guy from fucking the guy California. That wears vests and definitely doesn't look good when he wears them. Like it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> but, like, there's definitely a couple of, like, Instagram people that I really like to, like, be engaged with because it's, like, you can tell that they're, like, mosher kids. Mm. Like, they wear, like, every time I die t-shirts and stuff and it's just, like, you know what? I feel like me and you would vibe. Because yeah. most of the time it's people wearing, like, shit that's far too tight for them and, like, you know, stuff that's way too cool. Balenciaga or whatever, man. And it's like, nah, that dude's wearing a fucking title fight hoodie. Like, I vibe with that guy. Except Sydney Baz or whatever his fucking name is, he's just like cutting about wearing like a shirt and braces. <laughs> Stop it, man! <laughs> just tell. What else don't you know? Hurry up! <laughs> what do you now know that you wish you knew? There was, there's been a couple that I use. Have you seen the towel one? So it's like when you when you wrap yourself in a oh, towel, you fold. Don't tuck the towel. So you like you usually get the towel right and you'll like tuck it in and then hope for the best. But see if you. F- like fold the towel over like you would and then fold it down yeah that one's pretty holy good. shit it's i wish snug. i'd remembered that the other day so shanna was <laughs> i'm really looking forward to this story <laughs> and driving back from edinburgh and she was stuck in traffic and i was just having like a proper lazy sunday mm-hmm. and uh i didn't shower until like three o'clock in the afternoon it was class um because i'm usually like up in the shower ready and that's my day done like ready for it oh okay um, I, i'll have a shower at 3 p.m two days later gross um <laughs> but yeah I, I was like sitting on the sofa she phoned me she was like i'm stuck in traffic i might be home about quarter past three you know i was like okay cool so like i just sat around did nothing for ages and then i was like oh, i should probably shower yeah i jumped in the shower and then the buzzer went and i was like oh well that'll be shanna because it was close enough to that time mm-hmm. so because i thought it was her i just pressed the buzzer mm-hmm and then I like I unlock the door so like and leave it open a little bit so that she can just like a walk jar in. yeah a jar yes. mm-hmm. I leave the door ajar and I'm like standing I'm like <laughs> what the fuck's she not coming in for like this is like the door's open so like I grab the towel and I wrap it around me and it's like sliding like off me a little bit and I'm like I'm grabbing it and I'm like I open the door a slight bit and I look at the towel and I was like well Shanna is definitely definitely no, an Asian man with a beard. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh God. So I, I just tried to like close the door, like real quiet, <laughs> like super, super quiet. So I kind of like, I shut up. But the guy notices and he chaps the door and I'm like, just a minute. Because <laughs> I'm standing there on a fucking towel. You fucking missed out firing him. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm like, I'm standing, I've not got my glasses on. So I just grab the first thing that's on the floor, which is like the overflow laundry pile. And I'm like, I'm going in the shower. I don't care if this is dirty. So I pull on whatever it is. <laughs> it's a fleece. It's definitely not mine. It doesn't fit me. I've got this fucking towel around me. I open the door and I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm holding on, but I can feel the towel slipping, man. I can feel it. I'm, hi- I'm hiding behind the door anyway. This leg's out trying to keep tight from like... <laughs> running out the fucking door as well and he asks oh i'm looking for this family and i was like 
nah. <laughs> like, that is not us. Like, it's not me. Like, it's an Asian family name, and I'm right, like, right, it's right, not right. me. And he's like, do you know where they are? And I was like, I have never heard that name in my entire life. I don't know who any of my neighbors are. <laughs> that guy's called Johnny. That guy's scared of the dog. That's all I know about my neighbors. Um, and like, I can just feel it going. And like, it thankfully didn't fall. But then I had to recant this entire story to Shanna when she got home. And she was like, I told you I'd be home at this time. And I was like, well, that was the time. And you weren't there. That's why I thought it was you. <laughs> just but imagine, you, you I can just imagine that guy's POV of you just like poking your head round with an outfit and fleece on, not showing your hands. So because I didn't have my glasses on, I was like this the entire time. <laughs> just scowling at this man in my fucking hallway. Like, ah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. Whoever you are, wherever you are, oh, don't apologise to him. He and then I went in. I went in the shower, did my business. I was ready. I was out. Got dressed. Mm-hmm. I was like standing in the living room, fully dressed, with the when the, the, the curtains were open and stuff. And I was like uh-huh. picking music. And he left, and I watched him leave, and I was like, but he still had the thing in his hand that he was like trying to deliver. So had he just been like standing in your building. I think he was just standing in the building, because it was about 20 minutes after. He's just walking up and down the stairs, just yeah, chanting just like, every cunt's door? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Mental. Nah, fuck that guy. He had no fucking idea what he was doing. Be better. World's worst delivery, man. Wow. Well, that, it might be great. It that, might have just had an that is a fucking great story, man. <laughs> I can't believe you fucking misses now and fired him. Just a minute. <laughs> you fucking put your face in a cream pie and shit. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, do, you like, do you like cream in your tea? Fucking dripping in and shit. Oh, wow. Felt stupid. Mm. Felt real stupid. Right, man. Yeah. Was it time? Talk about the playlist. Let's talk about some fucking jams of the dead end fashion. Dead end Jumps, then in jumps, then in jumps. So we spoke about these earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, I told you that my vibe was these are on surfing videos that I like, or surfing playlists that I like, and also I like this one Saba song. <laughs> Actually, the Free National songs just cause I like it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never really heard these songs until like this week. Mm-hmm. Um and. I've been watching a lot of surfing videos. Surfing is fucking so cool. Very it cool. gets me juiced. Yeah. I don't understand how they do it. Is it ever something you would ever consider doing? Absolutely. There's yeah. a shop in Heinland. The guy does lessons. I'm quite knackered, so I don't know. Oh, really? That yeah. would be sick, man. Yeah, I really want to try it. I feel like that's something that you would really vibe with, actually. Because like, you've always been like really into skating. But like skating, skating and surfing, like, surfing, I think, is a lot more difficult. But oh, yeah. it's easier, I think it's easier to learn surfing because there's more people out there who will teach you how to surf. Yeah. Whereas there's not a lot of people out there who will teach you how, how to skate. skate. No, Because I sense. think there's like this weird stigma with skating where it's like, if you have a board, you should be able to skate. It's like gatekeepery, you know? It's fucking dreadful. Like I felt it a lot when I was learning to skate. And even nowadays, like, I'm not the best skater ever, but as soon as I'm like on a board, people expect you to be able to fucking do a kickflip. It's do a kickflip. So infuriating. I've never landed a kickflip in my fucking life, dude. I use this shit to like go around and look cool. Like, do you think I can fucking kickflip? I can do you an Ollie, bro. <laughs> you know what? I can boneless because it's Boys. just grabbing the board and jumping. <laughs> That's yeah. about it, dude. We got this. <laughs> But 
these playlists that I've been listening to have been really cool, and they all kind of have like, well, the the videos are really cool because it's always like really like guitar heavy, yeah, like weird psychedelic rock, yeah, and I'm mad into it. It's so cool, yeah. But the playlists aren't really that sort of vibe. There is a lot of like cool stonery like psychedelic rock on there, mm-hmm. but these ones are not particularly psychedelic. Mm-hmm. The first one is called Raspberry Jam by the Allas. Mm-hmm. And sorry, the Ala Laz. Ala. Ala Laz. Mm-hmm. There we go. Ala Laz. There we are. Um, it's a little bit psychedelic y. It's kind of really guitar driven. And it's just a really fucking cool song. Like, yeah. You put it on and you think in your head, oh, this could be in a surfing video. And you're like, it is. Because it could be. And it <laughs> might be. <laughs> um, but I like it a lot. I like the way that it just kind of like just makes you chill like the next two songs also make you chill yeah this is called you made me want to die which is not exactly the most chill is by the shivas <laughs> um but it's actually a really nice not a nice song but good song to listen to it's yeah, just, yeah i like the little guitar like doom 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 it's so good just a fucking vibe yeah i love it it's, it's cool that's awesome man and then the last one oh, sorry the last one the, th- the last of the surfy ones <laughs> is uh, the song ultimate painting by the band Ultimate Painting off of the album Ultimate Painting I fucking love that shit I love when people do that like you know what see if Rainfalls ever do anything ever again we're naming a song Rainfalls it's like uh, what's his face Vinnie Paul that used to play drums in Pantera mm-hmm. he had another band called Hell Yeah and they just had a song called Hell Yeah <laughs> the band was called Hell Yeah and the album was called Hell Yeah <laughs> I was like you guys know what you're about <laughs> pretty sure Spiritual Cramp have a song called Spiritual Cramp they seem like they would they seem like they would this is just another one of those songs that I was just like this is really nice it's vibing I just I'm just chilling you know it's all I listened to in the shop last week I'm definitely in like full on holiday mode yeah so I'm just like fucking buzzing Um, so every time I hear something that's like proper chill I'm like yes here we go I'm gonna be on a beach I'm gonna be on a beach I'm gonna be drinking beers I'm gonna be fucking living the life so every time I hear something that's like chill, I'm just like, like, yeah, like, <laughs> and these ones were particularly chill. The the next two songs are also fairly chill. Yeah, super fair. chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first one, the first one, the fourth song mm-hmm. is by the Free Nationals, Conway the Machine, and West Side Gun. And I think there's someone else on that song, but whatever, I don't care about them. I am going to look so you don't fucking be a piece of shit. Isn't oh it? shit! Yeah, Joyce Rice. Okay. Um, it's great. The Free Nationals are Anderson Pack's like pals. Band. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like he's touring band, mm-hmm. but then they have this album of their own. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Anderson Pack's on this song or sings on this song. I think he, like, he's on a few stuff yeah, on that album, but he's not like credited in this one. Right. Okay. Like his voice is absolutely on it. Um. You know we love Conway. You know we love Westside Gun. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's just what we're about. Griselda, um, fucking yeah. It's cool. It's a cool song. This album is like the ultimate baby making music. Yeah, it dude, it's so goddamn sexy, man. Nuts. This is one of the sexiest albums. So of all time. goddamn sexy. It's unreal. Um, yeah, it's Free Nationals just make some sexy ass music, man. They do. What's the song? Beauty of the Essex. Mm-hmm. Daniel Cesar Renee Renee that's a sexy ass song dude holy shit the whole thing's sexy gidget? I just sweet gadget. oh hello 
Yeah, great times, great <laughs> times. The next song is called One Way or Every N-Word with a Budget. Mm-hmm. We got it, we got there, by mm-hmm. Saba. I've said it before, I've already put a song on from this album. I love this album. So, 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 so good. It's a one-way street, though. <laughs> it's so good. It's so, he finds the, like, loveliest hooks, Saba. <laughs> it's fucking unreal. He, he knows his way around the chorus. Like, I just don't understand how he's, like, able to, like, not rap particularly aggressively, but, like, rap about really hard things. Yeah, and, like, some of the things can really punch you in the face. Oh, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. like, he does have these moments where he is, like, a bit more, like, aggressive rap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then he always brings it back down with, like, a hook. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, okay. So, like, was the album that he did before, like, Calligraphy? Calligraphy. It's, it's like, one of the nicest hooks on it. Um, what's the other one? Um, Sirens. Sirens yeah. on the way. Hey, now you're lying where the angels lay. Oh, man, like, his, his Tiny Desk session is one of my favourites. So he does a tiny desk session with like a full band, and then his backup singers. One of the backup singers is actually his dad. What? It's so 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 good, man. It's so that's sweet. really cool. Because he actually because there's a bit where he like he's like introducing the band, so he's like gets to the, the singers and he's like, "That's actually my old my man. Dad. That's my dad." And it's just like the sweetest, ah. one of the sweetest moments on tiny desk. Like, oh, I like that. His session is amazing. I'm gonna have amazing. to. I'm gonna have to. Uh... It's up there with like Mac Miller, Anderson Pack, Mad Love Freddie Gibbs. Ah, I love the Mad Love Freddie Gibbs one. The absolute bromance that's going on between yeah. those two and that <laughs> yeah, is genuinely incredible. <laughs> My like, favourite bit about it. that is the fact that Mad Love's literally just sitting there with like a t- fucking tiny little percussion machine the entire time, just every so often just like hitting it. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I love that but, shit. The Sab album, a few good things. It's just worth listening to. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty perfect as far as like hip hop album. Hip hop album, oh, yeah, it's really fucking cool. What's the meaning? So my five songs I went for just because talking about Gary maybe getting into surfing. Mine were all like, I'm gonna listen to these songs to get me hyped up for going out for like a skating sesh. So these were always in like the iPod Classic playlist. For like, I need something to like vibe out on while I'm yeah. skating. <clears throat> so the first one I went for is Sick 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 by Queens of the Stone Age. Which is a banger. It's just, it's the drums in it for me. It's like, the guitar's like an offbeat. Bam, yeah. bam, bam. And then Joey Castillo. It's just like, cause he's like, Joey Castillo is so like, grounded in punk. Like, DC, Minor Threat. Mm bad brains like he's so grounded in that kind of music and you can feel it in the albums that he's on it's just driving and it doesn't stop doesn't stop like that beat it's the same with like is it little sister off the same album that's the same as it just doesn't stop it's just constant and it's just that's what really drives the song for me so it's just like such a good like hype song to have on just fucking that strong beat with like the on the offbeat guitars just like driving the song as well and oh. even like the guitar and like the chorus is amazing yeah it's a simple song yeah and I, that's why I like that album a lot like Era Vulgaris I think it's so good because it's not really that 
complicated. Yeah, yeah. Like, it does just feel like a rock and roll album. Like, <laughs> there is obviously songs on it that are a little bit more kind of like drawn out and thought about, I guess. Like, yeah, well, you've got like, like threes and sevens turning on the screw. Like, yeah. those are like the fucking banging songs on it, you know? Well, threes and sevens we put on, I put on a playlist mm-hmm. months ago. Mm-hmm. That's a banger. Mm-hmm. I love the song I Am Designer on it as well. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Because yeah. that's not really like, there's not really much hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> and then you get like make it with you. Is that on this like, album? I was yeah. gonna say like I and, couldn't like, remember. That's such a different vibe from That's like, just that's song. a really nice song. Yeah. Da, 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 it's just the da, piano da, and shit. It's yeah. just lovely. <laughs> it's they're one of those bands that just like they can try hard if they need to. Yeah, but more often than not Why they're just they? so fucking cool that they don't like <laughs> they don't it's probably just gonna work out in the end anyway <laughs> fucking cool the next song i put on is remain and sustain by hundredth like i fucking love this album me too Let i go. love this song the this song's an absolute moment in time that has a chokehold over me yeah for sure oh. like the thing that i hate about it though is i've seen hundreds play live twice i've been really lucky to actually see them and neither times I've seen them have they ever played this song. I've seen them play this song live once. Oh, I would love to see it. But is it because, like, the guitarist who was in it then and is now back in it now wasn't in it for a while and he does all the singing? I think so. So I they never did it live was. because he was yeah. never in the band at the times I saw them? It always bummed me out, man. It was like, I've seen counterparts, like, fucking countless times and I've never seen them play Jumping Ship ever and it makes me fucking furious like i think i've seen them like five times at this point and not once have i ever seen them play jumping ship i think the only time i saw them do this song was when they had is it like the album with like neurotic and all that kind of stuff on it which was like before they went completely like yeah dream pop dream pop yeah yeah yeah. like so i saw them just as that album came out yeah and they played this song because he was in the band again <sighs> would have been so nice i will never forget like the music video for this it's like them on like a summer's day i think it's like referencing a film yeah but i don't watch enough films to understand what it is <laughs> and it's like them on a summer's day playing baseball and then they go running through like backyards and like he pretends to be like knocked out and like a hot mum saves him and like i just remember like looking at him and being like you are one of the coolest guys ever yeah because from they're either from North or South Carolina. Uh-huh. And the guys were in like a Myrtle Beach. Either vest or hat. I can't remember which one it right, is. Right, right. Yeah, he's got yeah. thick-ass glasses like this in the music video. Yeah. And I've always remembered like that was the coolest that he had ever looked. Yeah, yeah. Like I was just like, that's the coolest. Like, And it just, <laughs> it gets me so like hyped up and it makes me think of the summertime because of that music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that song. It's such a, like the whole album's a fucking banger. That It's definitely just like a pure, like space and time mm. like that was just like a point in time <laughs> for music just like I miss tumblr so much so much man it was so toxic <laughs> so goddamn toxic but remember there was that t-shirt that was always all over tumblr that was like the hundredth and counterparts collab t-shirt wow <clears throat> did you ever see that thing i don't think so oh man i like scoured the internet for like months and months trying to find this t-shirt because at this point i was like a massive hundredth and counterparts fan i don't listen to hundredth that much anymore i'll be honest like yeah. ruin was probably the last thing i really enjoyed anything after that was a bit like eh, it is what it is i like the um the 
like four track that they did. Oh, with the flower keys? With like cauterize and all that on it. Oh no, that's not the one I was thinking of. <laughs> Is that the ah. one with like the kind of like velvet covers? Ish, yeah. Yeah. The one there was like see all their EPs, like, I yeah, probably like, enjoy the most. Whatever cauterize, leave yourself right, iridescent. Yeah, yeah. Go go further down. You're going that one, dead weight. dead weight. That was probably the last thing I enjoyed. Oh, sorry, it's not rude. It was dead that weight. was that was the cool heavy stuff. Yeah, but I do really like those four tunes there. Yeah, yeah, I think they're banging, man. Absolutely banging. I've tried their new like frog album a couple of times. I haven't, but I remember that their so their boring. Instagram. <laughs> it was just tree frogs, they wasn't just it? Kept posting <laughs> pictures of frogs for like weeks. Oh, they've got a new album out or a new song out. Which came out the nineteenth of May. I don't know. I'm just. I'm not really that interested anymore because it's like a lot of it just sounds similar. Similar. Yeah. Yeah. But like hundreds, like they still live in my heart. I love them yeah, very much. Still mo- I still definitely have some space in my heart for them too. So the next song I put on was a song by Bad Brains called "Pay to Come," hmm. which is just a fucking banger. If you just need to be hyped on something, you just put on that album. Band in DC, paid to come. Just fucking raging bangers. So good, man. Never really got it. Bad brains. Bad brains, yeah. That's fair. I wanted to because, you know, everyone loves them, but I just, like, you put on a song and I'm like, this is the bad brains. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Like, I don't really care that much. Yeah. I wish I did because it would make life a little bit easier. (laughs) Would it? (laughs) Yeah. Like in what circumstances does it make easier? I just wouldn't have to talk about how I don't like them anymore. You didn't need to. I wasn't expecting that. You I did know, that. To, you do that to yourself, man. I'm gonna have to though. I just like this. Imagine I, if I, you I, just spoke on this podcast and I never said anything. <laughs> That's what it's like most episodes though, because I just talk too fucking much. Nah. <laughs> I I don't know. I just I like the story of Bad Brains. So I, I, the music just uh, like accompanies it. Like the the story behind them recording this was they were all in, in like different rooms so they were recording it live mm. but they were all in different rooms and the vocalist was actually in the back garden of the house that they were recording in <laughs> so there's actually certain parts of the album where you can hear people who have like come to the fence of this guy's house i can't actually remember the fucking is it jb the vocalist he's just going like tonto in this guy's back garden recording the vocals live for this bad brains album and there's people just like coming to his fence and there's like certain songs where you could hear people in the background at like the end of the songs because the microphone that he's like recording into is picking up these people at like the guy's fence line because they're just like what the fuck is this guy doing <laughs> just doing backflips in this guy's garden screaming into a microphone that's nuts like this the story behind HR. bad brains hr hr um the story behind that album is just class. Like, there's so many good things come out of it. And they were, like, kind of around for... Was it CGBG, whatever it's called? CBGBs? CBGBs. <laughs> the fucking, like, famous punk club. Yeah. So they played that, like, all the time. Like, they were the kind of pioneers when that was still, like... Like, the kind of home of punk in DC. I saw the original sign for CBGBs. Oh, really? It's in, like, the Hard Rock Cafe in fucking Florida. That's pretty sick. It was cool. That is cool. I think it's like some swanky Italian restaurant now, which is hilarious. Okay. Uh, next song I put on is Rabbit Holes by Trash Talk, which again is just fucking immediately starts 
ends just the same. It's like 50 seconds long, but it's enough to get you fucking hyped just, up. Yeah. It's just a bit in the song where everything breaks except the vocals and the guitar and the way that the the vocals like kind of mimic the guitar like they have like the same pattern as they're like going fucking ham over each other um, and it just and then the rest of the band comes in that just that hypes you up man it's so fucking good <laughs> so so good and then the last song i put on is buffalo 666 by every time i die <sighs> still makes me sad yeah i was thinking about this earlier on i was just like trying to come to the realization that there will be a hole in my life forever now because i don't think there's ever going to be another band that can fill the void that every time i die have left uh, yeah and i don't see them being able to bring it back no it's, it's it really bums me out like that so is... i even saw like a tweet today like someone had like tweeted at jordan being like <clears throat> in my opinion the last song that you should oh, the last song that you sh- should have ever played would have been map changes why did you just pick indian giver and he was just like we didn't fucking know until the day that this was going to happen. Like, yeah. So we just picked songs that we liked playing. Yeah. <laughs> that was literally it. Was like, Fair. Like, how was there yeah. another response to that? Like, it wasn't planned. Yeah. We didn't think <laughs> we were going to break up. We just played songs that we liked. With another show, another fucking bunch yeah, of shows lined up. Exactly. So it just wasn't a thing for them. Oh, it's just, it's so fucking sad, man. Like, just, yeah, it still bums me out. But this song, Buffalo 666. Is what like I like the story that comes with it for me as well is because my our my very good friend Tam Duncanson and I used to get very very drunk, <laughs> and we <laughs> there was one time where he told me that if you play this song and then put the video for Beyonce's single ladies on at the same time without the sound. It perfectly matches the dancing and Buffalo 666 <laughs> perfectly aligns. And it is one of the fucking funniest things I have That's ever seen. Amazing. So and we I were know just what we're doing it in two minutes when this is done. <laughs> so we would just sit get steaming and before we'd go out we'd be like, Oh, we just put on Beyonce six 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 we were just sitting watching oh but this song is just a fucking banger again just starts immediately you're writing the song so many changes so many riffs man and it's just again the same thing i was saying about 666 it just goes it does just cut that constant drum beat i think this was i think it was legs that was on this album then he was very good for just like I have picked a beat for this song and that's what's sticking for the rest of the fucking song. Madness. Oh. Album came out, what, 13 years ago? Was it? On my birthday. Holy shit, man. Yeah, 2009. New Jungle Let me check. <gasps> oh my god, man. September 15th, 2009. Nuts, isn't it? Holy fuck. That was the year I left school. I'd, I'd, like, I'd like not long started college to do sound production mm. when that album came out and I was like, I remember getting the train to Paisley every day and just like listening to that and just be like, Jesus, this is nuts. <laughs> but it just genuinely blew my mind. And that's the only time I ever saw Every Time I Die. It's 2009. You've never seen them once? Aye. <gasps> I never saw them once. That's why I was so bummed out when they, they broke up. Oh. Every other time that they played, there was always the summertime around about festivals. Uh-huh. It always happened to be a time I was on like family holidays or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
never worked out. So one <sighs> time, 2009. Fuck, dude. Proper bums me out, man. I think I saw them three times. I saw them in the garage when they played. It was just after X Lives came out. I saw them in the garage. That when they supported Architects? Was that that one? No, I think they were main band. I think they were. That's cool. Headlining. And then I saw them in King Tut's with Trash Talk and Defeater. Cool. Which was fucking mental. Sorry, I've seen them four four times because I saw them in King Tut's again, where they were headlining and '68 were supporting. Nice. <clears throat> so that was after my heartbreak of the chariot breaking up, but then '68 played, which was pretty cool because they play like drums here, guitar here, facing each other. And that's it. <laughs> it was so, cool so fucking weird. And then I saw them in the academy, and it was arguably the worst I have ever seen them that's... because it's the academy. Was that in 2009? No, no, it wasn't. It was, I don't even know when it was. It was when I was with Emma because it was ever, it was a day to remember and every time I die we're supporting. Because I saw them in the academy as well. (sighs) That's depressing. (laughs) It was, it was sick because like I was like down the front because I was still a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in it. Yeah. It was so fucking cool. (laughs) It was uh, Maylene and Sons of Disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Every time I die in flames and kill switch engage, and it was flames. some fucking holy tune. shit. Yeah, oh man, it was such a good show. I, I just suck think, it. Um, and at the time, like that was my shit. Like, yeah, all that was big vibes. But yeah, one time in the twenty odd years that they were a band, and <sighs> the fifteen years, thirteen, yeah, fifteen years I've been going to gigs. That's hmm. just fucking yeah. work it out, man. Yeah, just, just scoundrels, eh? Just work it out for us, please. Just please. us two, like, lonely Scottish people. Like, just work it out for us. Fuck everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> if you could do is anything, man, just work that shit out. Go on. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> well, this has been episode 61 of Dead End Friends, the podcast. We appreciate your time. We appreciate mm. your patience. Mm-hmm. We love you very, very, very much. We do. Um, I think next episode we're probably going to do a two-parter because Gary's not going to be here so we'll do a two-parter so we're going to bring back the old dead end conspiracies not going to tell you what it is though you need to wait until next week but we will bring back the dead end conspiracies next week because our boy's going on holiday and I'll be lost without him going to be golden brown but we love you enough that we are willing to see each other more than once a week (laughs) (laughs) oh what a shame we don't want you to go without so we're going to make sure it happens we love yeah we'll you. look out for them before we look out for anyone else yeah <sighs> well enjoy your day or whatever it is that you're listening to us at this point in time enjoy your life